0: Welcome to GoldenGems.net, where we feature some of the greatest music of all time from yesterday and today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are in reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden age of radio.
1: Well, this week, let's take a look at uh, Henry Mancini, one of the great composers. Henry Nicola Mancini born April 16, 1924, and lived until June 14, 1994. He was an American composer, conductor, arranger, pianist, and flautist, often cited as one of the greatest composers in the history of film. He won four Academy Awards, a Golden Globe, 20 Grammy Awards, plus a posthumous Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 1995. His works include the theme and soundtracks for the Peter Gunn television series, as well as the music for the Pink Panther film series and Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's. The music from Peter Gunn won the first Grammy Award for Albums of the Year. Mancini also enjoyed a long collaboration composing film scores for the film director, Blake Edwards. Mancini scored a number one hit single during the rock era on the Billboard charts, His arrangement and recording of Love Theme from Romeo and Juliet spent two weeks to the top of the Billboard charts, beginning on June 29, 1969.
0: Henry Mancini was born Enrico Nicola Mancini in the Little Italy neighborhood of Cleveland and raised in Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. Both his parents were Italian immigrants, originally from Scano, Abruzzo, his father Quinto Mancini was a laborer at the Jones and Laughlin Steel Company, an amateur musician who first came to the U.S. as a teenager around 1910. His mother Anna came to the U.S. from Forli del Sanio as an infant. At age eight, Mancini began learning the piccolo. Mancini said that hearing Rudolf Kopp's score in the 1935 Cecil B. DeMille film, The Crusades, inspired him to pursue film music composition, despite his father's wishes for him to become a teacher. He later studied piano and orchestral arrangement under Pittsburgh concert pianist and Stanley Theater, now Benedict Center conductor, Max Adkins. Not only did Mancini produce arrangements for the Stanley Theater bands, but he also wrote one for Benny Goodman, an up-and-coming bandleader introduced to him by Adkins. According to Mancini biographer John Caps, the young Mancini preferred music arranging to any kind of musical performance, but taking apart a Chopin mazurka or Schumann sonata in order to play it helped him see how the puzzle of form, meter, melody, harmony, and counterpoint had been solved by previous composers.
1: After graduating from high school in 1942, Mancini first attended the Carnegie Institute of Technology in Pittsburgh. Later that year, Mancini transferred to the Juilliard School of Music in New York City following a successful audition in which he performed a Beethoven Sonata and an improvisation of Night and Day by Cole Porter. Because he could only take orchestration and composition courses in his second year, Mancini studied only piano in his first year at Juilliard in a condition caps called aimless and oppressed, a far cry from Atkins' enabling protective environment. After turning 18 in 1943, Mancini enlisted in the United States Army. While in basic training in Atlantic City, New Jersey, he met musicians being recruited by Glenn Miller, Owing to a recommendation by Miller, Mancini was first assigned to the 28th Air Force Band and then being reassigned overseas to the 130th Engineers Brigade in France. Songs with music by Mancini were staples of the easy
0: listening genre from the 1960s to the 1980s. Some of the artists who have recorded Mancini songs include Andy Williams, Paul Anka, Pat Boone, Anita Bryant, Jack Jones, Frank Sinatra, Terry Como, and many, many others. The Anita Kerr Quartet won a Grammy Award in 1965 for their album We Dig Mancini. A cover of his songs, Lawrence Welk held Mancini in very high regard and frequently featured Mancini's music on The Lawrence Welk Show. Mancini made at least one guest appearance on the show, Mancini briefly hosted his own musical variety TV show in a similar format to Welk's The Mancini Generation, which aired in syndication during the 1972-73 season.
1: Mancini recorded over 90 albums in styles ranging from big band to light classical to pop. Eight of those albums were certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. He had a 20-year contract with RCA Victor, resulting in 60 commercial record albums that made him a household name among artists of easy listening music. Mancini was also a concert performer, conducting over 50 engagements per year, resulting in over 600 symphony performances during his lifetime. He conducted nearly all of the leading symphonies of the world, including the London Symphony Orchestra, the Israel Philharmonic, the Boston Pops, the Los Angeles Philharmonic, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. One of his favorites was the Minnesota Orchestra, where he debuted the Thornbird Suite in June of 1983. He appeared in 1966, 1980, and 1984 in command performances for the British Royal Family. He toured several times with Johnny Mathis and also with Andy Williams. Mancini was nominated for 72 Grammy
0: Awards and won 20. He was nominated for 18 Academy Awards and won four. He also won a Golden Globe Award and was nominated for two Emmy Awards. In 1961, Mancini won two Academy Awards, one for Moon River for Best Original Song and one for Best Scoring of a Dramatic or Comedy Picture for the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. In 1962, he won Best Original Song Again, this time for Days of Wine and Roses. He won Best Original Score Again in 1982 for the movie Victor Victoria. On April 13, 2004, the United States Postal Service honored Mancini with a 37-cent commemorative stamp. The stamp was painted by artist Victor Staben and shows Mancini conducting in front of a list of some of his movie and TV
1: themes. What a great tribute to a great artist and a great individual.
0: Thank you for being with us today. We hope you are having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden age of radio. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us and learn what they would like to hear also. So until the next episode, this is Dave Sean Bill Hansen heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on goldengems.net.